Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb herb croissant or the 1-gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. Hello, 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 my darlings. How are you? Happy Friday. If you're listening to this show on a Friday, it's time for a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast conversations from the heart. And uh, I just want to make a little note as I start off this show that uh, it's April 7th. Okay, April 7th, which to me, like Western Hemisphere, like generally feels like it should be spring, right? Shouldn't it be? (laughs) Shouldn't it be spring? Yet, somehow, for some reason, I'm sitting here in my podcast chair cuddled up wearing thick knitted socks, a really like fluffy, cozy sweater. And I'm looking out at the view and it's snowing. I mean, it's not just snowing, it's dumping. Like it's, it's, (laughs) it's totally snowing. And it's been snowing on and off all week. <laughs> I'm a little bit in shock. It's like I, I I know this is Sweden and all of my friends, literally all of my friends, the moment I got excited about spring and, and I saw the first signs of spring or first little spring flowers like wood anemone anemones. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like Nemo and finding me Nemo. Anemone wood anemones. That's what they're called in, in Swedish. Blåsippor. I think that's what they're called. Or wait, is that vitsippor? I learned, by the way, from Googling, because I do this all the time, whenever I want to identify a plant, I want to translate it so I know the name in English, because most of the plants here I know just in Swedish from growing up here. I don't know them in English. And by Googling this stuff and researching, I learned that blåsippa and vitsippa, which is, I always thought was the same kind of flower, It's like two of the earliest flowers that we see here in Sweden. One is blue, one is white, and you find them everywhere out in nature and in the forest. And it's like really the first sign of like spring and life. And they have the same name, except one is white and one is blue. They are actually two different kinds of species. I did not know this. I have learned, I I learned so much just by translating stuff into English. But anyway, we I, I've seen these flowers. I've found a bunch of flowers. There's daffodils blooming and blue <laughs> These blue, cute little flowers. 
everywhere. I've seen little snowdrops, this other kind of flower. Um, the magnolia tree out here, it's like budding really beautifully. And there's like tiny, like there was signs of life everywhere. The week before last, it was over 20 degrees. Like it was, you could sit on the patio in a t-shirt, like feeling like you're tanning. Like I felt like you had to wear sunglasses because it's so bright outside. I felt like I'm going to I'm gonna burn out here. It's so intense. And all of my friends told me this, like, don't ropa inte hejen, which means there's a Swedish saying. <laughs> it's basically um, like you're not supposed to say you made it until you've you've crossed the river safely. Like it's like don't don't celebrate too early. Right. Because it's going to it's going to get cold again. And I'm like, no, it's springtime. It's warm. It's beautiful. I start I got really excited. I put <laughs> I bought all sorts of spring flowers at the plant store, planted them really beautifully outside. Like I want this little like I want the entrance of our house to be this green flowery place. And it really isn't like it's kind of depressing the front of our house. Yeah, because we moved here into the, that of winter. We haven't been able to really do anything. And yeah, my flowers are dead. Okay. <laughs> my flowers are dead. Not all of them, just some of them, not all the way. Like I, I had a couple of days where I was, I left them out and it got below freezing and some of them can take like right below freezing, but then it was like minus 10 degrees in the middle of the night. And I left them out there and I was like, oh no, oh no. So I had a couple of days when I was like moving them out in the day and then taking them in at night. And it really messed up my back because these pots are just super huge and heavy. And then I left them out for the coldest night. I just forgot, like in the evening. And they all looked really like I've done them in. And now they're all indoors. <laughs> They've been indoors for a week. And I think I think they are going to recuperate. Like it looks like they might. But anyway, and now it's snowing. And it's really been snowing all week. And I feel like spring is never happening. And I don't know if this is the point. Someone told me like this is the point of April to get you get your hopes up and then your hopes and dreams just get completely crushed because it starts snowing again and then that's going to happen like a couple times it's going to get warm and then it's going to get cold again and you're going to think spring is here and then winter comes back with a vengeance and all of that is to say that when spring finally comes and it actually gets warm and the sun actually comes out we are so grateful, right? We don't take the warmth and the springtime for granted. Like it really is this radical energetic shift. And I mean, I am Swedish. I have, <laughs> I'm born and raised in this country. I, I've spent more than half my life. Have I, how old am I? If I left here when I was 18, 19. Yes, I have spent more than half my life, I guess. 19 years in Sweden and then 15 years abroad, right? Or 14 years abroad. I'm only 33. I'm, I'm, I, I, gotta, I gotta slow down here. So you would think that I would just remember, right? Or that I would know that this is what life in Sweden is like. No, I have completely blocked out and forgotten all about what this is like. And I'm at a point right now where just, man, the winter is long here. I feel like the winter is at least at least a month too long. If it was a month shorter, that's right where you get to the edge of like, okay, this is how much darkness and cold weather I can really manage. And then the last month, it's just like, I feel like I'm really hanging on. And this is why people generally, I mean, people who can afford it do go on vacations and go to the sun, especially like February kind of. Either you go on a ski vacation, so you really get to enjoy the snow, or 
and hopefully you have good weather, weather so you get some sunshine along with the snow. Or people go to like Spain or Italy or Greece or somewhere that isn't so far from here. But And of course, we haven't done that. We've been so... We've been so excited to be here. Someone even asked, like, you're not going to escape the winter even like a little bit. And I'm like, I've been escaping the winter for 14 years. I don't need to escape the winter. I love it. I am. I'm ice queen. I'm cold plunging. I'm basically a Viking. Like I'm I'm getting totally like aligned with my ancestry. Like who needs to escape? The winter is awesome. And now, OK, just so everyone's aware, April 7th is the day where... <laughs> where my illusions were shattered and I'm like I am done with the winter I get it now I get it now I get it now I'm done but yeah so I'm just I'm just looking out at this total snowstorm <laughs> it's just such a trip fast forward to the end of 2024 think of your goals what can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. So just imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have always loved learning languages. I speak four fluently. They're so interesting. And I've even noticed that sometimes the language you speak can influence pieces of your personality. Learning my husband's native language made us understand each other on a whole new level. Now Babbel has gifted me my own account and I can't wait to dive in. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you actually start speaking a new language. It's designed by real people for real conversations. And their advanced speech recognition is like having your own personal language coach to help you improve your pronunciation so you can get prepped and confident for real-world conversations. Just 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Overall, they have more than 13,000 hours of learning content, and you can browse more than 20,000 courses offered every month. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash yoga. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash yoga, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yoga. Rules and restrictions may apply. I don't know who was talking to me about this, but I think our perception of geography our perception of the world and like how north or south places are for me anyway it's been very like off I'm not great at geography overall I remember when I went to school I don't know what age like I had a I had a time in my life where I was really into learning learning all the maps like I wanted to know all the world maps I wanted to know all the capitals and countries, but it was not really like that's not the same as understanding geography, right? That's just memorizing stuff. Like I'm, I, I used to anyway be really good at memorizing things. My brother was one of those people who like he knew every capital of every country. Like you can ask him any country, and he just can tell you that capital. I mean, like he just knows. But that's not. I mean, for me, geography. It's like it it, it connects, of course, to like our our perception of the world and our sense of location. And I am just one of those people, I can just, I can just drive somewhere and I have no idea which direction is home. I don't know, who else is like that? Like I just have no sense of direction in my body. 
Dennis has great sense of direction. Like we can really go anywhere. He can drive somewhere he's never been and just be totally focused on what he's doing. And and then we get someplace and he's like, yeah, well, I mean, and he, he can just point in a general direction and he will know <laughs> home is that way. North is that way. South is that way. I, unless I have a body of water close by that I know, <laughs> literally living in Aruba that's the only way I knew what was north and what was south because I knew if I'm off I'm on the west the southwest coast of the island like if I go left I'm going south like I knew that if I go right I'm going north and here you know same with we live by a lake I know Stockholm is south of us so if I'm looking at the lake south is left If I'm looking at the lake, north is right-ish, right-ish, depending on like, of course, how I'm positioned. But that is the only way I know where I'm at. And I have the same kind of general feeling around geography and the world. Even though I am very well traveled, I've been a billion places, like I've traveled my whole life. I come from a family of travelers, like since I was little, we've traveled and traveled. I still have no sense of where I am, okay? And this became really evident this week when I learned, and this might surprise you too. Okay, so for instance, I've I've been really, I don't know who I had this conversation with. Oh, it was when I was in LA, we were talking about this. And then I I picked up the conversation with Dennis when I came home because I was so surprised. Just having spent a lot of time in the US, for example, I have these ideas of what is north and what is south, right? So for me, when I think of Northern California, or I think of Oregon, I think of Washington State, like that's north, right? That's just that's just what it feels like to me. It feels like that's north. And when you look at the latitudes of the earth, like what line of latitude cities actually are, did you know that Toronto, for example, lines up with the south of France? <laughs> like I am shocked to find out. Toronto, Canada, which in my head is like a cold place because it's Canada, right? Lines up with like Nice, like in the south of France. Chicago, which I also, I had this idea that it's like, like I know the winters are crazy cold in Chicago. It's so, it's like the coldest place in the world. Chicago is on the same latitude as Rome in Italy. And from a Swedish perspective, like Italy is south. Italy is warm. Italy is like, you grow tomatoes all year round. What? New York lines up with Madrid, for instance. I didn't know that. San Francisco lines up with Greece, which blows my mind. And guess what Los Angeles lines up with? Los Angeles is on the same latitude as Morocco. Morocco! That's Africa. That's so far south from Sweden. And I'm just, the more I've learned about this, I'm just realizing my perception of the world and where things are is so off. Like I should be embarrassed by this, but I'm not because I'm learning. So Stockholm, for anyone who's interested, which is, by the way, south of Sweden, there's way more of Sweden up north of Stockholm than there is south of Stockholm. Stockholm lines up or Stockholm is on the same latitude as Alaska. So if you're thinking, Stockholm, you can think Alaska. <laughs> like it's it lines up with I think it's Manitoba in Canada. I don't know, a place called Churchill, wherever that is. But like way north, north of the northest parts of Canada. Like that's the same latitude as Stockholm. Obviously, there's a bunch of things that determine weather. Like it's not just the latitude you're on, but just the way my perception of the world has been, as in thinking of what is south 
like what countries exist south of me. I have just been way, 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 way off. And learning that like Stockholm <laughs> lines up with Alaska somehow has helped me gain a little bit more acceptance of the fact that I probably won't be planting out any of my plant babies until like, I don't know, late May, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's June if it's not. I, I really don't know. And speaking of plant babies, I love the direction this podcast took. By the way, this is what's on my mind right now. I have a lot of things to talk about, but we're going to talk world geography today <laughs> and gardening. I have started planting out things in the garage. I don't know. Have I shared this on the podcast? Maybe I haven't. And this is like a really exciting thing for me to share. So you all know, I mean, everyone who listens to this show, if you are a longtime listener, at least, you know that my dream is to become self-sustaining. And all I want to do is grow my own food. It's literally, it's it's all I want to do. I had a friend come over this this weekend. Dennis was uh, north of Sweden in Åre, which isn't even that north. But that's north, way north. Again, way north, like seven hours north of Stockholm, which is way north of Alaska. Okay, it's like up there. We're basically getting close to the North Pole, right? He went snowboarding, not skiing. He went snowboarding. Came home with a fractured rib, by the way. Yay. But so I have I had a friend come over with her son um, to spend time with me and lay out in the last weekend. And we started really talking. Like she's an old friend and we were really talking about what brings us joy and the direction we want to head in life. And we were talking about our definition of success and career. Like we just had deep conversations about this kind of stuff. And she asked me, you know, what is it that you really want to do? Like, what is it really? If you close your eyes, like, what is it? What direction do you want your career to move in? Like, what do you want to do in your day to day? And I just looked at her and, and I went, I just want to garden. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm really serious. Like when I do that exercise or I close my eyes and, and I envision something. And of course I could take, I could take this journey of envisioning a bunch of things to do like for work or directions to take my career or whatever. But really all I can think of that I really want to do is I want to garden. And I have been really anchored in this longing for a long time now. I mean, for a long time now. It's been at least two years. Yeah, it's been two years since I like dove headfirst into connecting with the earth and into growing vegetables and like planting a garden for the first time in a real way. And it was this big awakening and it hasn't left me yet, right? I have this vision of of the life I want to live. And I feel like where we are in Sweden now, it was back in the fall when we were still looking for a place. We didn't know where to live. We didn't know where to do. We've been kind of in between homes or slash homeless all year. I had this, I could close my eyes and I could just envision we're going to find a place like somewhere in the woods, close to a lake. Like I would love to be close to the water if possible, but that wasn't the most important thing as long as there was space for me to plant something. And I really want to have a, a big garden. And now I'm here, right? Like we actually made this happen. I'm on the water. I'm in the woods. <laughs> we are in this little cabin-esque house. And the time has come, right? Really, the time has come or so I think, um, for me to plant something, for me to actually get started. And I have felt all year so confused and just a little bit lost around like how, 
how do you plant things when it's January in Sweden? Like how how do you get started? What should I do first? Like what order does things happen in? There's a whole schedule of stuff, right? Certain seeds have to be planted at an exact more or less moment to be the size you want them to be when it's time to plant them out in the actual garden. And and different things take different lengths of time to sprout. And, you know, it's like, it's like, I, I, I kind of got into my head about the whole thing. And, and I was really sitting with that. Like, I'm here now. It's time for me to like get started. But because it's freaking snowing outside, it doesn't really, it doesn't really come so easily for some reason. And I decided one day, instead of just researching this and Googling every day and like trying to do everything right, like, fuck it, I'm just gonna put a bunch of soil in a bunch of pots in the garage. <laughs> ben is so unhappy about this, by the way. In the garage, I'm just going to throw a bunch of soil into a bunch of pots and then I'm going to throw a bunch of seeds at it. Like, that's it. Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to wing it. Okay. And wing it, I did. <laughs> Which means, and I mean, this was a while ago, and I, I, I started by planting the things that I read needed the most time, right? The things that sprout really slowly, but I also didn't really get it. I was like, why would things sprout slower if I'm growing in, if I'm growing them indoors with like a growing lamp? That doesn't make, still doesn't make any sense to me. Like I get that if I put a seed in cold soil outside when it's still like cold out, right? When it suddenly starts to snow. And like, I get that that would take much, much, much longer. Like seeds can lie dormant in soil waiting for the warmth and for the sun or for water or for nourishment for a super long time, for years, right? Depending on the seed and the conditions. So we know that like seeds can take a long time to sprout. But if I'm mimicking the same conditions that I had in Aruba-ish by, and I literally am, like I have, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me, but I took up this space in the garage and the garage is like a long-term thing between Dennis and I because we have such limited space in the house. We literally only have, it's a two-bedroom house, you know, like it's a, not, I mean, no, it's a two-room two house. How do I explain it? <laughs> it's like one living room kitchen and then we have these two tiny bedrooms next to each other, which neither of them has really enough space to like hang out and spend time. It's just where we go to sleep. Like even Leia, she she's spend such such little time in her room these days just because her room is really small and it's kind of far away from everything so we're kind of cramped in here we really are and um, the garage became this this conversation of okay what are we doing and I knew I had an infrared sauna that I have been waiting for for years so I knew like okay I need a corner for the infrared sauna and I know I'm gonna need a corner for pantry stuff. That's what I said in the beginning because I didn't know that this was going to happen. I just knew we don't have any kitchen space. We have no storage at all in our kitchen. We don't have a pantry. And we are like a big food type family. Like if it's something we always have an abundance of at the house, it's food and pantry items. And I just knew like, and we're going to be foraging. We're going to be picking like crazy amounts of blueberries every year. Like I know I'm going to need I'm going to need a freezer to put in the garage and I'm going to need like a little pantry area where I can where I can store like bulk items. I don't know. Any, does anybody else think this way? I, I do. I would much rather go to the store rarely and get an abundance of the things that I need or get a bigger bag of the thing that I need and then just store it really well to not waste packaging and, and stuff like that. 
So that's what I said. I need a corner for pantry. And I'm like, basically pantry and kitchen stuff. Like that's not my area. That's, I was trying to, that's family area, right? It's not like my personal area, except it kind of is my personal area. And then the sauna and the rest, it's like, yeah, it's going to be Dennis's like bike room slash office slash like home gym. It's a pretty sizable garage, or at least it felt that way before we moved in. So we're like, there's going to be no problem just to make space for everything we need here. What we forgot or failed to think about is the fact that there is no storage in the entire house. Like there is no, there's no little closet where, where you can put something or hide something away. There's no space to hide, right? So a great example is like, like snow season, you know, you have an abundance of like, like we have a toboggan and bunch of skates to go ice skating and, you know, extra winter jackets and things. And they literally don't fit in the house. We can only fit like by our little entrance. Like we've said, we've set a limit, two shoes per human, which is two shoes for Leia, two for Dennis, two for me, and one jacket each. Like that's what we can fit. If not, it just takes over the whole entrance because it's such a small, tiny little space. And everything else needs to be needs to live somewhere else. And where is somewhere else? Well, somewhere else is the garage, right? So it's just become this like, if we don't know what to do with something because we haven't created the storage solution for it yet, or there's just no space and yet we have this thing. Yeah, like unfinished, like unassembled IKEA furniture. We have a couple of things that we decided like we didn't we didn't need, but we don't know what to do with them. Okay, well, they have to go to, in the garage, right? I'm a little sick, by the way, if in case you can't hear by my voice. It's just become this, not a dumping ground, but just things end up in the garage, okay, with the idea that we're going to figure all of this stuff out and have like a seamless solution for everything in our lives. And the garage is like the middle ground, middle, like halfway point for stuff. But then I realized I'm going to have to grow inside. I really thought I wasn't going to for some reason. I thought, it's just going to get warm and spring will come and I will plant. Like, what's the big deal? No, I got really stressed with all the accounts I follow in Sweden, all the gardener people and the gardening people. They're in January, freaking, no, not even that. Like November, they are planting garlic. What? <laughs> I wasn't even in Sweden. I'm like, I missed garlic season. <laughs> Nothing I can do about that now. Because apparently you, I mean, I've never grown anything in a cold country, but you plant garlic before the frost, I guess. And then the next year they sprout. Like, I, I don't get it. This is like all Greek to me. So I missed that. And then January, everybody's growing freaking peppers and and artichoke and um, like leeks. And I don't know, a bunch of plants that apparently take freaking forever. Bell pepper. I don't know. I did had no idea. And in Aruba, it didn't matter what seed I put in the earth. Literally did not matter. Two days later, that seed would have sprouted. Like with an exception of um, seeds that couldn't take the heat. So like I could never grow lavender. Like lavender needs some cold to sprout. I could never grow chamomile. I had a couple of, oh yeah, strawberries and like delicate, delicate things like that. I could never grow. And so it's just, I, I tried, right? I tried everything. I even tried like, like I had lavender. <laughs> I had la like pots, tiny little pots, like soil and lavender I had in the freezer for a couple of nights because I heard like a lavender seed wants like a, a cold shock to activate. So I put them in the freezer. It didn't work. 
So aside from those things where it was just too warm, like everything else just sprouted right away. I literally would put seeds in a pot, two days later, maybe three for some things, there's a little seedling there, I would water them for like a week, and then I would put them in my garden bed, like that's it. Here, I have a heating mat, it's like, literally like a warm mat that you put your seedlings or seeds on top of. And then I have a growing lamp, which I'm still figuring out. I think I got one that's like a little too intense because as soon as something sprouts, it, it almost like singes the leaves. So I, 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 every day I refurnish, like I, re, I rearrange all the plants every day, depending on who needs more light from what angle. Like it's a full time job to grow in the garage. It's really crazy. But and in the garage, like Dennis works in there. So it's warm. It's like indoor I feel like the garage is a little warmer than our house even. So, I, you know, it's really warm. It's at least like 25, 26 degrees Celsius in there. It's like comfortable temperature. And I have heating lamps and I have heating mats. And shit is not sprouting. Like, I have... And I, I, and I, I don't know why. Like, my bell peppers, it's been two months. I think three out of like 40 sprouted. The other ones are just not doing it. And I'm learning, like, some seeds want a little bit of light so you're not supposed to dig them too deep some seeds just sprout in the dark and i've like i've read about all of this i've like rearranged everything and let left it to rest and it doesn't doesn't matter what i do some things just aren't sprouting so i don't know if this is a sweden thing the seeds just know they're in sweden and they're like this is not the time for me <laughs> i don't care that I'm, that I'm warm and cozy i am not sprouting right now but then other things, because I went a little rogue and I was like, fuck it, if I'm, if I'm planting and I'm just doing my thing and I'm winging it, like, let's just go. I have planted everything. Okay, I really, and then it got really warm, like those couple weeks back and I, I got a little confident. I'm like, yeah, well, winter's over. Let's do it. So I have planted, <laughs> I have planted strawberries, cucumbers, <laughs> bell peppers, bunch of tomatoes. I've planted different kinds of beans broccoli, watermelon, carrots, all kinds of lettuces and like kales and stuff like that. Um, leeks, artichokes, eggplant. Oh my God, a bunch. I have just, there's no limit. Like there's no limit. I just, I went crazy. And in the beginning, <laughs> when I did this, it all felt very organized because I have these plug, uh, it's like, it's like a tray, like a plug tray. It's called a plug tray. Or like a tray, basically, that you just put soil in, all of them, and each little plug is like a tiny thing, right? And then you water it so the soil is moist before you plant. This is like very important. I have learned with time. And then you plant one little seed in each place. And I had this whole bench in the garage just like very neatly lined up with tiny pots full of seed, full of soil, with one seed in each. And then I have my little growing lamp and I'm keeping it cozy. And I'm like, this is going to be fine. This is good. No, <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> Everything is growing at completely different rates, which obviously is how nature works. <laughs> like I put cucumbers, cucumber seeds in soil. Cucumber seeds sprout in one day. Like those motherfuckers just can't wait to get to the sun. So all of a sudden I have cucumbers going insane they're going bananas they're going totally berserk and they want more like they need light but they can't be too close to the light because it's literally burning them because the light is really strong and I don't have a light I can control 
So I've had to like strategically continue to move the cucumbers and then the cucumbers want to climb. Meanwhile, other things are just like tiny little like one inch seedlings and they need something different. Everyone needs like different amounts of water. And then my tomato plants just went totally crazy. So as things are growing, I've had to get them out of their little pots, of course, because they're outgrowing them so quickly. And every day, every couple of days, something has to graduate to a bigger pot with more soil, with a different need, right? And I only have this one lamp. And now all of a sudden, what was this very neat little corner of the garage has taken over the whole, like you open the door to the garage and it's mayhem in there. It looks like crazy plant lady. Yeah. And obviously I have spilled soil on the floor and I continue doing that. And I'm like watering everywhere and, and, and there's seed packets all over. And it's, it's like a little jungle of very... <laughs> varying ages of all kinds of plants like and I have plants that don't want to be in pots anymore they're like fuck this put me in the ground like I'm ready for the ground like my watermelons broccoli cucumbers the beans everything that grows quickly that I should not have put in the soil right now I should have listened obviously to the people who live in Sweden who've been doing this for years and years and years and years no why didn't I listen I decided I'm gonna wing it it's gonna be fine it is not fine And the worst part is, or I guess not the worst part, but the challenging part is I I actually ordered a greenhouse. It's it's a little one. Like I, I realized I'm going to need one because plants like cucumbers, for example, need a lot of heat. Like they, if you want to have actual cucumbers, they need heat. You need to grow them somewhere where it's safe and warm, like warm all the time, sustainably warm. And a couple of other things that I'm growing, like needs more heat. And I don't, I'm not planning to have some sort of indoor food growing business. Like I want my stuff outside. Like I want to have a normal garden and a normal life so that Dennis can have like a normal office. And then I ordered this greenhouse and it's a little one that, that we can lean from the outside, like a leaning greenhouse that connects to the wall of the garage. So my plan was, okay, well, I'm going to order this. It said three-day delivery. So, okay, three-day delivery And then I need to get like a handyman for sure to help me put this together because there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. Maybe I need some sort of foundation. Like that didn't occur to me, but I I think I need to pour some concrete or something to insulate so it's warm from the ground up. And I'm like, okay, say I need two weeks to get this greenhouse together. And by the by that time, like my cucumbers will be ready to move into a more long-term place. Then I can have an actual garden bed in the greenhouse and I can put a little heater in the greenhouse because it's connected to the garage. Like I have thought this through, everyone. I really have. And then greenhouse hasn't arrived. It's been two months. <laughs> it's been two months. There's no greenhouse, no sight, of, no greenhouse in sight. Are you ready for spring? I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. 
And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. So if you were to walk into, well, first of all, if you were to walk into the garage right now, you would be like, oh, this poor man like this saint of a man that he's putting up with us. This is insane. The fact that I'm out there at least twice a day. I mean, literally, I'm out there maybe three times a day. I'm watering, I'm rearranging, I'm keeping really close tabs on, like who's getting too much of this crazy lamp? Who needs more? Who needs more bottom heat? Why are these seeds not sprouting? Why are these plants going berserk and like going totally crazy? What needs bigger room? Um, And if you open the door to our house and you step into our living room, I mean, it looks like a crazy person lives here because all of these outdoor flowers that should never be inside, they're not indoor flowers, they don't want to be inside, are now inside because I, I rupa the hill, like I, I yelled hey before I had crossed the river and now I'm drowning in plants. <laughs> and I had to put my cucumbers like, like to climb, so I had to, I had to replant them in a big thing with like a net so that they can climb up something. And my beans like to climb and they are like, <laughs> we're going to be eating, we're going to be eating fucking beans and sugar snap peas before <laughs> it stopped snowing. I kid you not like this. <laughs> it's just madness over here. And I'm looking out the window right now and it's actually just dumping. Like it's just snowing. There is no end in sight. And I was also, I was really confident on social media. I was like, just do your thing. (laughs) Everyone worried about gardening and planting stuff. Just wing it. (laughs) Don't listen to me, okay? Anyone who takes advice from me, don't. I mean, yeah, obviously you should take advice from me because I give great advice all the time. That's why why you're listening to this show. No, but seriously, maybe probably don't. I I don't know. I, I am a firm believer of winging it. Like I really am because obviously... Obviously, it's a great way to learn, right? Next year, I will have a different kind of plan, right? It's just kind of a a complicated way to learning, I guess. And knowing I'm going to have to wait an entire year before I get to do this again is kind of a, a trip, right? Isn't it? I think what happens once you have integrated with the seasons, which I am still doing, and you've figured out the cycles and you know, patience. Ever heard of that? I obviously haven't. You figure things out, right? And I think there is a way or I know there is a way to, you know, my actual like long term dream is to have a really big greenhouse. And that's never going to happen here where we are now. We know this property we're on now. It's not like our forever home. We might be here one or two or three years. Like, I don't know, we're very comfortable here now. It's so beautiful. 
But we are eventually going to need a bigger house, right? And especially if I want to be completely self-sustaining and self-sufficient, we're going to need more space and more land. So we are like quietly on the side of things, just keeping an eye out for anything that opens up. Meanwhile, we are very rooted here and very grounded here and very, very happy here. We're, we're not, it's not like we're thinking of like the next place to move, but say like three years from now, at least I think so, we're going to want to have a like the long, long-term plan, long, long-term place, like the 10, 20, 30, 40 year place. Like that's what I'm thinking about. And I'm thinking more like farm, like farmland. That's, that's where my, where my head is at. And I think when you have the space and you're able to really set something up for this long-term permanent situation, I would love to have a huge greenhouse. Like I would love to have a greenhouse that's at least, at least like 50 or 60 square meters big, like a really big one. Um, where you can have a little living room corner, you could have a little wood fire stove in there. It becomes like an extension of the home, right? And you heat it so that it's always like, so it's always warm all year round. And that means you can grow tomatoes, you can grow figs, you can grow lemons, you can grow peaches, like you can grow things that you can't grow outside seasonally. And you have some sort of supply of like vegetables or fruits that you enjoy even when it's off season, right? Like that is my, something that I would love. And then obviously you have this setup to actually grow things if it's heated so you can continue or start growing like at the right time without it taking over your home or your garage, you know? But then of course you learn like how to really live and grow seasonally. At what time do you plant out what? Like how did it work last year? What's been going well? What hasn't been going well? It's just something that you have to kind of go through the trial and error to figure out. And I am definitely on the error side of things right now. And also, I know that just knowing how quickly it went from being really warm and sunny to crazy cold and snowing again, that there's going to be a turn in the weather, maybe not the next turn, but maybe the turn after that, where the sun comes out and the sun is here to stay, right? And it actually becomes spring, where like the snow doesn't come back for a long time. And then I think like the truly joyful part of basically fulfilling and living out this dream that I've had for so many years of, of being able to actually cultivate and create and plant a whole vegetable garden. And I can't really do anything about that right now. You know, it's so cold. I can't dig into the earth. I've kind of started planning out where I want to place garden beds, where I want to grow directly into the soil, um, I want to move some things around. Like there's an orchard here with apple trees and lots and lots and lots of fruits and berry bushes and things like that. And they're all kind of enclosed with this fence so that the deer doesn't eat all the fruits. Um, and I kind of have this plan of I want to open up one of those enclosures so that it actually connects to our house. So it means maybe I can plant the garden in this deer safe location that's still connects to our home so I don't have to I don't love the idea of having an enclosed garden that you have to like open a fence to step into you know but I know a lot of people do that here because of of deer and all those kinds of things and here we have this apparently I haven't experienced them yet but people talk about them all the time there are these rodents here field mice and I think gophers and just animals that that live underground and they dig these tunnels and they like to eat the roots of trees and apparently they kill off like a lot of 
<laughs> a lot of apple trees and things like that. So that's why I'm thinking garden beds and I'm going to seal the bottom with a netting. That's what people do if you have elevated garden beds here. So anyway, I'm getting detailed, but I have all of this kind of in my head and I'm envisioning this moment where I'll actually be out there. Oh, like where, where I'm barefoot outside and Leia is like running around barefoot with me with her little watering can and dirt on her face and we're actually planting and harvesting and kind of going through the motions of actually, yeah, of actually being there. A consistent body care routine is really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin, it actually boosts our mental health too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin, and it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skin care is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. This week we were sick this week, or we I still have, I'm still stuffy, and we still, all of us in the family still have kind of a cough. It's a little bit better every day. But I really contemplated that this week of, of how challenging really when you have a dream of something that you want to, to live out, my tendency to continue to jump in my head to the next step, right? To, and it's, it's, it's extra hard to not do that right now when I'm really wanting spring to come. I'm like, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. To, but to actually appreciate and be as present as we possibly can in this season we are in now. And I'm sitting with that and my, my kind of challenges around that because it's almost like, you know, when winter was offering like abundance of wintry stuff and it kind of fits my idea of what I want and what I like. And then I was so appreciating it and so totally... Um, yeah, just overwhelmed with gratitude and having so much fun. And then it's kind of like I reached a point now in the past week where I'm like, okay, well, I'm done. And I start to really focus on spring and I start planning out all the things that are going to happen. And and there is this limit, I think, or there's this balance between dreaming about the next phase of your dream, 
which for me in this case is spring actually arriving and like walking barefoot in the grass and then losing your ability to be totally present and appreciate what is happening and unfolding now, right? And I know I'm going to look back at this little season here of like the madness of planting in the garage and figuring things out like that beginner's mind. Like I'm going to look back at this time and be like, wow, how beautiful that was. It was so beautiful. Waking up every day to like a surprise outside of the window and literally Leia and Dennis went tobogganing yesterday. I kid you not. I didn't want them to go because she has a cough. (laughs) She was coughing so bad afterwards too. But there was so much snow. It was like that middle of winter. You know, they were tobogganing down down the hill, having such a fun time. And it's like, I'm going to look back at these weeks and go, oh, how precious, how beautiful. And I'm also going to become the kind of Swede who's like, well, that's April. You know, you start expecting it and you start appreciating it in a different way. And I think my my lesson in all of this, I guess, is to be more like a plant, right? To remain really rooted where I am while I stretch my branches and open up my leaves and kind of blossom in the direction of where I'm going. And I ask to have my needs met and where do I need nourishment and where do I need sunlight and where do I need joy and where do I need rest and what do I need and when do I need it? And can I stay so rooted in myself and in that present moment that I can actually hold the dream or the next phase of the dream in one hand, but stay totally present here with my whole body. And even just talking about this now, it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing, truly, to be here. I, I think I'm going to have, <laughs> I'm going to have one of those full circle moments Coming up now at the end of April, we came to Sweden last year. I took Leia to escape the mold hell that we were going through in Aruba. We landed, I think, April 28th. I think we flew on the 27th and we landed on April 28th. And that's coming up in like two weeks. (laughs) And I got to have this awakening of the beauty of Sweden and walking through the forest alone with my daughter for the first time in our lives and swimming in cold water for the first time in years. And it was right at that time when like, I think we landed last year and spring was just arriving. Like it was still really cold outside, but it, it, it didn't go back to snow and craziness. You know, it was just slowly thawing and, and spring was happening. That was the last, literally like the very last days of April and beginning of May. So it's, it's going to be, it already is. It's a trip to, to one year later be here actually getting to live out this life that I have longed for in my bones for so 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 long and it's a blessing to to get to figure it all out along the way right to not have all the answers to not have everything figured out but to make mistakes and to make a mess and <laughs> and just go for the thing that we want to do I actually, this is so funny. I had this idea of what I would talk about today on the show. Like I had a week of being sick and I had a lot of epiphanies about illness and I really rested this week. I felt like, oh, I'm going to just talk about the beauty of rest and letting your body be. And instead, I just spoke about plants. I love it. This is my favorite podcast. I love you. Thank you for listening and for being here with me. And 
<laughs> if you have any plant journeys or plant stories you want to share with me, please DM me on Instagram or email me because I want to hear them. I hope you are taking care of yourself and your plant babies if you have them already and that you are appreciating and enjoying the season you are in. Thank you for being here. I'll be right back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy this show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your shows. And of course, a big warm thank you to all of my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.